I said this on my Instagram when I try to tell stories. I feel like a like a Walmart Jerry Seinfeld. You know, like his like he's obviously a genius writer, but he's always like, What about toilets, huh? Mm. You know? And then he goes yeah. on. But that's like how all my stories begin. Yeah. Like why <laughs> why are foods described as like child foods? Besides, like obviously, children's foods, like comfort foods or kid maybe foods? kids, kids like children, okay. like like I love chicken nuggets and boneless wings, and both of those have a very bad rap. Okay, if you're an adult, and order them. Yeah, I want to um I want to flip out of that for just a second and 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 comment on something that I just heard the other day about Seinfeld. Yeah, about the show. the The theme which is mostly just mouth noises and a bass. Oh, yeah. The theme, the theme so- song. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Every time the show started with Jerry doing a, uh, a monologue, a, a part right. of a stand-up routine, the guy actually played it live in the room. That he was doing the stand-up? Uh-huh. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. It, I feel like that's kind of 90s shit. To get it to match up. And, yeah, you know, yeah, 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 yeah. To have the energy of whatever he was, yeah, is that crazy? Yeah, and maybe get was, Jerry in the mood. I thought it was canned. I thought it was for sure just canned, but uh, apparently not. That was one of the obviously one of the biggest sitcoms of all time. But that was like one I watched a lot as a kid because I think my parents probably just watched it. I guess everybody probably watched it. Yeah, it was just like the show. I watched it a lot. I think. Yeah, I think um, everybody what was the other one. Frasier. Frasier, a lot of Frasier. So, like, those things were on because my parents, I mean, I was a kid kid, but you watch it because it's like, sure, there's some adult humor, but it's fairly family-friendly shit. Yeah. Which isn't, like, the case anymore. I feel like most things are divided. Either more kid things or yeah. more whatever. Yeah. Or even, like, Fresh Prince. Like, what an era of television. Yeah, that was crazy. Right? Like, it's all so good. Yeah. You, uh, so actually that that kind of feeds into what you were saying before about, uh, Children and adult things. Uh, yeah, why can't I order some things. fucking chicken nuggets as an adult? And because I brought this up, yeah, Kyle and Dan highly judge me because I don't want to say I prefer, but sometimes I prefer. Uh, I'm not a big sauce guy, mm. so I'll eat a lot of chicken nuggets plain. Oh, yeah, and I get highly judged for that as well. I feel like a chicken nugget isn't a vessel for sauce. Where like a t- or t- tortilla chip is so plain. It's a vessel for something. You need some queso. You need some salsa. You need some something. Where chicken nuggets, fucking fried, breaded chicken. Like, it's already got a lot of shit going on. And sure, some suck and they're Maybe. dry. Maybe. Yeah. I mean, yeah. If it's dry as shit, that's the same as steak to me. Yeah. Like, if the steak's good, you're not dumping A1 on it. You take A1 to a nice steak steak place, you're a piece of shit. Well, if you think that, that kid food is, is um, looked down on A1 steak sauce... Totally looked down on. Yeah, a, I, I I think I was raised with A1 because dad just bought cheap steaks. Because he likes steak, but it's not like he's going to buy his filet every day. I'm fucking eight. You know, we have a family of five. Yeah. You know what I mean? So he just buy cheap-ass steak. That was probably gross. So we A1'd it up a little bit. Maybe, I, just, I don't know. Like, I don't know. I, I will spend not very much money on a top sirloin. Yeah. You know, just a couple bucks, whatever. Yeah. I can make that. It's like you should cook it right. Yeah. I like you know? I like A1. A little vinegar. Yeah. yeah. Well, actually, like the sort of the secret to taste is is getting an acid into into your food. Oh, you know, salt, yeah. fat, acid, heat. That acid thing is yeah. important. Yeah, yeah. It, it just brings out the extra flavor yeah. stuff that. And you that's don't all get A one is. Yeah, it's just a bunch of fucking vinegar. 
I think. I don't know. What's any yeah. one sauce? That's a good I think question. it's fucking vinegar and uh, what's the main shit in like barbecue sauce? Uh, the brown molasses. shit. Yeah, molasses. I think it's like molasses and vinegar. I may be wrong. Because that got a bad rap too. And I agree. If you're fucking eating, you know, ribeye or like a decent steak, puree, vinegar, corn syrup. Yeah. Vinegar, sugar, yeah. salt. Basics. Raisin paste, which is back to... Yeah. Excuse me. Back to... to to sugar, crushed orange puree, back to sugar, spice. Which is crazy, though, because it doesn't have many calories, really. No. So these are all, like, minor acids. Yeah, they're just a little, just enough, you know. Dried garlic. It's got, it's got less calories than ketchup. Yeah. Caramel color, dried onions, potassium sorbate to preserve freshness, xanthan gum to, I guess, give it thickness, and celery seed, because why not? But yeah, same with nuggets. Just get get a good nugget. Don't put anything on it. I use ketchup on my nuggets too. That might be get me judged as well. I'm not. The I feel like that's okay. I'm not. I'm. I'm not a huge sauce person either. I'm also not a huge salad dressing person. But just enough of sure. the sauce. Uh, although my um, I I wouldn't call uh salsa verde a sauce exactly. Although it kind of is supposed topping? to. Yeah. Well, it's just a condiment. You know, just a you know because it's it's chopped up stuff yeah. and you know. Yeah. 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 Like so, raw tomato. Yeah. So it doesn't feel like, or, you know, salsa technically should be a sauce, but it's, sure. we don't think about it that way. But particularly because it's fresh and, and, you know, yeah, hopefully not necessarily cooked. Yeah. Yeah. Lunch or whatever. Yeah. 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 It's not a million ingredients into some kind of liquid. I don't know. I just don't know. And maybe it's less, even the boneless wing thing. Like you get hard judged for boneless wings. Like, fuck mm-hmm. you. I think they're better. Well, I don't like, um, I don't like wings that much anyway. Really? Yeah, and I particularly don't like... I don't like chicken with bones very much either. Uh, I, like, I, I don't like chicken breasts with bones and shit. It gets too complicated. That's a lot, but like, I'm not, I'm not a big fan of drumsticks or yeah. wings or any of that kind of stuff. Yeah. Just thighs. Maybe thighs a little bit, but still, I don't I don't want to have to pick my chicken up for the most part. I don't like shit on my hands. Yeah. Yeah. It, you got to be in the right place at the right time. That's another argument, though, for boneless wings. You just fork those things. Yeah, exactly. They're not really wings, but yeah. Yeah. Yeah, see, I don't even care. <laughs> you call what I call it a nuggie. Yeah, I'll just call it a nuggie. I don't give a fuck. It, it, to me, it kind of depends on what it what they're breaded in. And if that breading is good, then then, you know, maybe. Chicago fire down here. Insane boneless wings. Yeah. Highly underrated. No one talks about that place. It's a, a local pizza chain. Uh, I grew up with the family, and uh, uh, their pizza's pretty solid, really solid, uh, if you're into deep dish stuff. And th- that's the other thing. People get so uptight. I, I just like pizza. I'll fucking eat it all. But uh, their boneless wings are mm-hmm. highly underrated. Not a lot of people talk about them. I, um, yeah, I'm fine with wings, but I'm not a big fan of them. Uh, but we were, <laughs> we were uh, hanging out with um, uh, David So. Yeah. And a and a Barba Brigade crew, the food guy himself, the other night, and uh, he'd ordered wings, and he was like gnawing on the ends of them. I'm like, I'd not seen that before. Yeah, people go in. Some people eat the bone. Yeah, I can't see that either. Yeah, not me. That no, would not, not be me. Either. I mean, I'll eat a, a bone in. I'll eat it all. I mean, the big difference too, a lot of times, is that yeah, like uh, boneless are often breaded, so they right. really are a nugget, which I love. I love a strip. But why can't an adult like some mac and cheese and some fucking nuggets? Like you're just not supposed to eat delicious things once you turn 18? Yeah. Yeah, fuck that. Fuck fuck that societal norm. (laughs) 
Like you can eat ice cream as an adult and it's totally fine. Yeah. But you can't eat a chicken fucking nugget for lunch? So you can get sprinkles on your ice cream. I don't know. I get judged too. My Cold Stone order, uh, I'll throw some gummy bears in there. I get a little judged for that one. I I like the texture. You know what somebody was was saying the other day about about chocolate in ice cream? Yeah. You know, particularly um, like dark chocolate bits or um, chocolate chips. Yeah. Or like Reese's cups, pieces of Reese's cups, whatever. Uh, chocolate doesn't taste like anything when it's cold. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's a lot less chocolate. It's got to kind of melt in your mouth for it to be worthwhile. Yeah. Well, I, I've told you here, I don't know what the feeling is. I wish I could describe it better, but certain things like fuck me up. They get, not like brain freeze, but they make me feel like sick. And it's like chocolate ice cream with chocolate shit in it. Oh, it's a little too much. I, I, it, it's not like too much. Like I can eat the fuck out of it because I'm just like ice cream. But like it gives me like a weird, like like a like a spiritual feeling, like a spiritual emptiness. <laughs> but if but I don't I, understand that, but no, I'm, I can't I'm gonna, describe it. I, I forgot the other one. Oh, I, the the New Orleans coffee. What's in that thing? Uh, chicory. That's what I told you about before. Yeah, when I drink a, that, I get the same feeling. I don't know what it is. That's that's interesting. Yeah, it's uh uh yeah, it's chicory's bitter. Right. Uh, yeah, but chocolate isn't always because it could be milk chocolate in milk chocolate ice cream whatever, and I still get this like feeling like. Ugh. One of the best chocolate ice creams I've ever had was a um, company from the Bay Area called Double Rainbow. They do. Uh, I think I've heard of them. They do a semi-sweet chocolate. So it's not yeah bless your it, face off yeah yeah it's I mean literally like semi sweet chocolate chips it's a, it tastes like ice cream made of chocolate chips it's amazing I like that shit in vanilla ice cream I like yeah. a plain vanilla ice cream with some pizzazz yeah v- vanilla ice cream chocolate sauce yeah peanuts yeah or peanut butter yeah yeah, yeah. the Reese's the chocolate I don't yeah. give a fuck the vanilla spruce it up you've had Devil May Care yet or no yeah yeah I think it's one of the best ice creams honestly and I hype it up. And sometimes when you hype shit up and then you go back, you're like, all right, it was okay. I go back and I'm like, that's pretty fucking good. It's good. It's yeah, really it's good. pretty fucking good. Yeah. We're, we're, we're blessed to have it here uh, nearby us. Uh, uh, my friend Toby on the chat saying that uh, boneless swings over regular wings. Stay young, Toby. I want to make like, um, I think it's already been done, but like, that, like a Lost Boys Neverland like reference, you know? Just like to stay young forever and have fun and be yourself and laugh and be a kid, although I'm fucking th- going to be 34 next year, you know? But then, like, the, I've I've heard the, there's, like, creepy stuff there. Yeah. Okay. There's, like, some creepy backstory people think with Peter Pan. And, oh, and yeah, Hook. I know it. Yeah, yeah. there's, there's yeah, a lot yeah, of, yeah, yeah. So then you don't, don't like stuff, to do, yeah. you know, so you don't like to do that. And I, under, I understand what you're saying, but, yeah. Uh, and I, but really though, like there are a lot of things that I enjoy eating now as an as an adult adult. Yeah, I'm I'm deep into the adulthood at this point. Yeah, um, um, I'm coming out to, to toward the other side of of adulthood toward oldness, and uh, there are a lot of things that I enjoy that are very complex that I would not have enjoyed eating sure. when I was a kid. For sure, I forced myself to like coffee because I did keto when I'm fucking eighteen and or nineteen and didn't know yeah. what else to do. So you drink coffee in the morning, uh, and then eventually now I love it. Same with red wine. Go red wine, taste it a couple times. You try it. I'm like, now I actually do enjoy it. But some of it, you kind of have to dive in. I feel like, yeah. If you just drink red wine once, you're never gonna like it, and you're not gonna like. If you don't drink it all in your 20s, and you just have it in your 30, you're not gonna all of a sudden be like, oh, this is great. Yeah, I took it into my 20s to get yeah. into uh, into coffee, and wine wasn't any good uh, that I could afford sure. for a long time. Like, you know, everybody <laughs> drank Blue Nun if they drank wine. Yeah, I remember going to college parties and they're drinking like box wine and shit. I'm not doing all that, or yeah. like shit white wine. I'm not really into it. But like an okay red wine, I'll get down. Yeah. No. 
So the thing I was thinking about, because I uh, we have some things stacked up for for future episodes, yeah. but but we're not there yet, and um, we haven't had time to record those um, as yet. And it, probably starting next week, we'll we'll start knocking those out. Well, one of the things I wanted to talk about relative to those coming episodes, though, um, is about heroes and hero worship. And the icons, uh, icons, yeah, celebrities, yeah, parents, parents is like everyone's default, yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, part of it was that, um, uh, I Toby, who's on the chat here, sent me the uh, uh thing saying uh, that Chuck Vogelpool, somebody who you know, a powerlifting icon, so a lot of people, uh, definitely hero worshiped that guy back in the um, the geared powerlifting yeah. years you know when 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 gear was king um is on instagram now and i don't i can't actually confirm that that's really him on instagram i'm what i'm hearing is that somebody else is running the account for him but uh you know i didn't i never really hear worshiped the guy i i met him a couple times very quiet i'm not nothing against him yeah or, uh, or, or arnold right how many how many athletes do we interview over the last decade and, and we're always talking about their you know quote-unquote origin stories right and everyone says like yeah arnold Pumping iron. Yeah, Ferrigno. Yeah. yeah, this guy made me want to lift. Or, oh, I saw Bo Jackson, and he was jacked, and he's running. He made me want to lift. Um, I don't think I've ever... I think I've forced myself to have, like, heroes. Mm-hmm. I've ne- ne- never... Not one... Like, I've never had a, somebody on my wall. Yeah. Like, I, I was super into basketball, so, like, I collected Jordan's cards, and I, like, watched him, and I, like, liked it. But, like, I, I never, like... I didn't choose the number 23. You know, like people do everything about it. Like when they, you get your first jersey uh-huh. in fourth grade basketball, you go to number 23. I uh-huh. never did that. Like I never was so in. And then even now when I like joke or shit I'm really into, like really into Star Wars, I kind of like force myself to like a character. Uh huh. Like I like Darth Maul a lot. He's like different. He's only in one movie. He's kind of a badass. Fight scene sick. You know, but it's not like a, oh, f- fuck. Yeah. Or, or like anyone. Or musicians or like... Yeah, no one's like just screamed at me. Like people get tattoos of people's faces on them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's, there's not, Yeah, there's not. No, yeah. So there's not a single person, and tons of people inspire me in a way, or like I, I, I respect the fuck out of their work, or like listen to their music religiously and like spiritually and like really into it. And I love knowing about things, mm-hmm. and I love knowing about people and their history and what got him into that or what he did before that. You know. I love all that, but no one's like definitely not getting tatted on me. <laughs> or, or if I'm writing like a book or something, I'm not or like a college essays typical thing. Like, who inspired you? Who's your hero? Like, right, right. None of them. Yeah. I, I, now I will freely admit to having a Star Wars tattoo, and the the meaning behind that Star Wars tattoo. It's it, I got it after uh, Carrie Fisher died. Yeah. And uh, it's because she pr- played Princess Leia. Yeah. Not that I was the biggest cr- Princess Leia fan in the world, but um, Carrie Fisher was kind of like "fuck you" to the world a lot. You yeah. know, I mean, she spent a lot of time being an iconoclast, and that is super fun. She unfortunately died of you know drugs on an airplane, uh, uh, which is not something to emulate. Which is another issue that we'll talk about related yeah. to heroes. Not because she was a hero to me, but because because. She did things that that were inspirational to me about sure. about yeah her okay, character screw, yeah so, screw yeah. convention whatever yeah. and and I aspire to be more like that I'm just I'm not necessarily that person but maybe that's why it's your hero yeah, yeah makes sense exactly yeah it makes sense 
it, speaking of like modern day heroes, I think it's actually kind of cooler. Um, I think Charles Barkley was semi recently quoted at it, and I, I swear I've mentioned it before too. But like, if you're like a celebrity um, that's social media active, or especially athletes, because they tend to be a little bit more social media active because uh-huh. they get sponsorships and shit, rather than like a lot of celebrities don't, unless they really dive into the business world. Um, and there's like no scandal about you. Like maybe they have really good PR or, or mm-hmm. like truth is like maybe LeBron James is a good dude. Yeah. And maybe there isn't anything, anything dark at the center of like, that or, you yeah. know, like imagine the eighties and nineties or like Will Chamberlain's, I mean, who knows, but dude supposedly fucked 10,000 women. You know, <laughs> I what thought I mean? it was 20. Yeah. But, or what, you, know, you know, and you're like, it's a lot. If that's on Instagram, you yeah. know, like if it's Instagram or, or it's over. Yeah. Like dude's done. Yeah. Like LeBron's just kicking it with his kids. Right. And hanging out with his wife who he's met in high school. Yeah. Like, it's pretty crazy. And so, like, because everyone always just say, even when I was growing up, like, the, like they're not your heroes. You don't know them. You like them playing basketball. You like their mm. music. You like their, and obviously Michael Jackson and all these different, uh, uh, R. Kelly and all these different huge musicians have shit. Questionable past. Yeah, for sure. Um, and so then, yeah, you make them your hero, but what do you really know about them? But maybe in modern day, you do know more about the pop culture side of folks. Yeah, I think you probably do. There isn't well for for Christ's sake, uh, FDR like got around in a wheelchair, and they kept that out of the news. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, one hundred percent. Kennedy screwed anything that walk, yeah. f- walks flies or draws flies. You know that a lot of people say that's just the president gig. Like that's part of being the president. In a particular era, I think that's probably true. Up in the nineties, we were still rocking it. Yeah, yeah. There's a whole series about that right yeah. now about about Clinton and and Monica Lewinsky. Yeah, sure. But you just I've I've heard that you know, and same with like joking but not joking here about like what's part of you wanting to go to the NBA? Like riches, cars, women are going to want you. Yeah, maybe part of the gig being a president. Maybe so. I mean, just like it's a. I don't think it's the main driver, but it no. is. It does have something to do with be. That's with a power. long stretch just with to get power. laid, yeah, right? Yeah. Well, hey, some people. One, one in three hundred million. <laughs> that's a that's a big push to go get uh, get a girlfriend. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Uh, yeah, side piece, whatever. Yeah. It's, you know. The other uh, idea I had in this may like wrinkle feathers of like heroes because I, I don't think I have one. I, I honestly I think two two things. One I think it probably is my parents and uh, maybe I'm naive still. I'm thirty fucking three, uh, <laughs> but you know they have like um or they say like whatever age it is maybe it's eighteen to like twenty five typically um, where you realize your parents are human. Yeah, like you see their flaws or whatever. I think I, I think I just like I've always kind of seen my parents' flaws, or or it was like a slower transition rather than a shock. Like some people have shock, and then they mm. stop talking to their parents, or they realize like, oh, my mom's a piece of shit, and they fight and they move out or whatever. Right. I never like had that um, because I think I, I was around my parents a shit ton around them at work because yeah. my mom worked in my school, and so like I kind of saw and felt it all. I think, and so like they're probably still my hero. Not that they're perfect by any means, but I've just always kind of known that. I think. Yeah. You know, where yeah. you ask a. a, a 15 year old and like who's your hero like my dad and then you ask 25 year old like they might not say their dad some would but some wouldn't in it as a parent i can tell you too that it flips around too when you realize that your kids have characteristics and skills and abilities that you do not yeah yeah and yeah like, they're, they, the, they're a real human yeah not yeah. just a kid yeah i i mean i think i didn't really understand the extent to which my parents were human until i was in my early 20s yeah that's what i think most people do and and um just because of the dynamics of our family and, you know, my, my sister's younger, considerably younger, and she was a 
you know, adopted and there was a lot of, um, it's emotionally charged to, to, to adopt a child and, yeah. and to is particularly to adopt a child who, um, whose birth mother was a drug addict and then you're not told that. And there's, it's a lot, it was a lot yeah. for them. And I, I didn't really understand until later, you know, that they were not up to that challenge. Yeah. That was, it was, it well, was you a lot. Something like that. Um, probably isn't something you're repeating so like how how do you even know if you're up to the challenge until you do it yeah and now you're fucked right yeah, <laughs> yeah you don't have to figure it out yeah, even I was, parenting is like that to me yeah i was no prep for what yeah. went, went right what went on there um but like going back i think about the fact that when when she started to become di- more difficult to to you know parent control whatever at like two or three years old yeah like that's kind of when my childhood sort of ended because it was well we're all in this together kind yeah, of scenario yeah, yeah. you know yeah and um and that's you know that's not entirely fair and i think that happens in a lot of situations with with uh, yeah. in families where it, one kid is is considerably more demanding of the parents attention i was gonna say even if it's less extreme than that example yeah they could, they could both be yeah blood related and one just is difficult yeah yeah and and I think that you know that's another one of those situ- situations where your heroes can be fallible. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. I mean, it's it's okay. Yeah. They don't have to be perfect. Yeah. I think that's something too. Whether it's video games or obviously movies, Marvel and DC and all this shit, or or or, or celebrities, like you do one heroic thing, are you a hero? Uh. No, but you did a heroic thing. Yeah. yeah it's like, but but I don't think people like society sees it that way. I think you're you're probably right. Yeah. They just say hero. Yeah. <laughs> even though even though who knows what's in there? The skeletons. We were. Uh, I would rather be, let's say, zero. You're a piece of shit. Ten. You're an angel. Five's the average human who makes mistakes and does mm-hmm. good. I'd rather be a six my whole life than be a four or five and do like one nine thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like yeah, I'd yeah. rather you just kind of always be good. You know what? Keep your average up as opposed to having a big. I've been saved a lady spike. out of a car, but I try to be nice to every human I come across with for the last thirty three years. Right. You right. know what I mean? Like I'd rather. I think that is what society needs. Yeah. You don't need one person to be a fucking run into a, a burning building and then go beat his wife every night. If everyone's that, we're all fucked. Right. No, I agree. Um, no, no offense to my firefighters out there. We uh, were talking about. Um, I'll get there. I got. I got yeah, I, that's, there, on, that's there, on my a list. lot of it. Right. That's Mili- on my list. Military's on my in my brain. Where we're headed. Police, fire. Yeah, those are kind of the main. Th- when you brought up the question to me, I thought parents, uh, like the what what the world thinks, celebrities, athletes. Parents and then and then military, fire, police. That's where like all, all heads go. Mm-hmm. Or at least my head goes. Where my head goes, what I think other heads go. <laughs> yeah, we were talking about Star Wars, and um, Star Wars is known for in the you know pe- people who think of film as literature as being a representation of the hero's journey. Yeah, the yeah, like the most basic. Yeah, yeah, the whole Campbell hero's journey, hero of a thousand faces, whatever, whatever, with a thousand faces. Uh, there's a lot of breakdown about how that works. I was listening to um, the book uh, Building a Story Brand the other day, and they talk about how like ev- almost every movie, almost every TV show, whatever, follows that ki- same kind of formula yeah. in one way or another. And when, when they subvert it, it goes wrong. I would disagree with that part. But we do have expectations about how stories are going to play out. And, right. and, and if you just – I'm not going to – I'm not going to quote chapter and verse of, George, of Joseph Campbell, Joseph Campbell here, but you can get it. 
you can just Google it and you'll see what I'm talking about. Um, sometimes filmmakers do subvert that and they do it well. You have anti-heroes that we didn't have before. I just started watching this show called Modern Love on, uh, uh, was this on Amazon. And it's like the stories don't end, which drives me insane. Yeah. And it, it's an anthology, so and it never picks back up. Like, how do you how do you cope with that, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you're expecting a, a season two or at least an episode two, and there's nothing. Right. Yeah. Um, which, yeah, I guess because we're so deep into storytelling, media, movies, or whatever, people are just trying to maybe find new shit to do, too. Right. right. Like, they're just trying to do something off the cuff that hasn't been done. So it also had me thinking about the fact that um, I saw the other day that they started doing a podcast for the 20th anniversary of Band of Brothers. We were talking before, you haven't watched it, but it's kind of like it's the the quintessential World War II TV series. Yeah. For sure. Ten episodes could not possibly be any better. Is that all it is? Oh. It's only ten episodes. It's a it's about eleven hours of TV because yeah, yeah. there are there's some episodes. So that it are a probably bit feels longer. a little bit more like a long movie. Yeah, yeah. HBO. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, inspired somewhat by it's a true story, but inspired by the success of Saving Private Ryan, yeah. which was there's a whole era there, largely made up, but not entirely. There's a whole era there. Like I feel like all movies kind of do it. Like obviously the. 2010s were all like superhero shit and like before that was like alien shit and kind of late 90s was all like military stuff yeah well um this debuted september 9th yeah that's wild 2001 so like right before 9-11 yeah and uh i was listening to just uh, today yeah i was yeah. listening to that podcast uh uh be the first episode that sort of prologue podcast is with tom hanks and he was talking about the fact that like they didn't know if they're going to be able to keep showing it they showed one episode yeah and part of what happened was that there was a demand for it for the for the rest of the story because people wanted to think that that there was heroism uh, that was possible in the future. Like the, we think of those firefighters as having been been heroes. Yeah, but um, we had we weren't in a in a war to try to to fight back against that kind of terrorism. Yeah, yet right, and people wanted to be inspired by um, a fairly clear cut situation yeah, where yeah, yeah. you know world war Two. it feels way better when it's black and white and was, there's evil yeah it was yeah. pretty black and white now the characters not all the characters are perfect people but but they're really good soldiers yeah yeah, yeah. and their causes yeah more and they're um they have a kind of relationship that that a lot of us aspire to you want to have like a closeness with people, yeah. a team, a team. Yeah. Feeling like, you know, shared goals and, and regardless of if, if people have their moments of, um, selfishness sure. or, or, or being, um, difficult, yeah, or whatever, human, human whatever, yeah. but you want to feel like you're all on the same, same team. And it just, nothing is better than that in the, in the, that I've ever seen. Yeah. And the and easiest, brothers. I mean, the easiest way, and I learned a lot of this from my high school basketball coaches, like is just making a common enemy. When you have a common em- enemy, it's easy yeah. to be a team. Yeah, yeah. Right. And like you just said, world war two is 
about as black and white as it gets in this world. Mm-hmm. And so it's kind of easy to team up. Even yeah. if I don't like you, like we hate that guy way more. <laughs> yeah. The um the first episode of Banner Brothers is about their their training and they're sort of the first group of of uh of airborne. Like first first group of air or airborne, one yeah. of the first ones. And their training officer is a fucking son of a bitch. Yeah. And he's played by David Schwimmer, who's a, a character that not everybody loves anyway and he was like years into friends already at this point so he plays a completely unlikable character right. like whatever you thought of ross yeah way different yeah there's like it, there's a point at which the character becomes vulnerable and then that vulnerability is pitiful you know yeah, you yeah, think, yeah. oh what an you, this yeah, guy's been softy an, yeah this guy's yeah. been an asshole all this time and largely he's been an asshole because uh he's afraid yeah which I think is most people, I think which is kind of real too. Yeah, yeah. My, my controversial-ish take, and maybe it's just up for discussion rather than actually my take, is that like, is heroism a true thing? Again, going, I guess, to that even, military, police, fire, whatever, when your probably main incentive, at least your first incentive, was pay. It's your job. Yeah. Yeah. Right? And, I, ca- and can you go beyond your duty? I mean, I guess. Right. And, and again, you do a heroic act and all of a sudden you're a hero or I don't know what. It kind of reminds me of like that rant I went on about like discipline when it's like when it's what you like to do that, too. Like if you're a fucking adrenaline junkie. Right. And you need to jump off a cliff to save somebody. Like, yeah. You want to jump off that cliff like yeah. inside of you. You want to jump off that fucking cliff. Yeah. So are you a hero all of a sudden or is it like. And maybe this is just my mind because I don't have like a hero, but like to me, it's like extreme courage and sacrifice. And to me, that means you don't want to do it. <laughs> that means like, I, I know I'm getting paid six figures and I've been on the streets forever and I'm yeah. a firefighter, or a cop. This is just what I do rather than like this moment. I need to do something that I'm highly uncomfortable with and I really don't want to do this. And I'm going to do this because it's for the greater good. So the question <laughs> comes down to is is the job itself enough to classify you as a hero or yeah. do you have to do something heroic on top of that? Right, or per chance. Yeah, I guess that's the question too. And and, and I have a, a ton of love and, and respect for police and, and, and fire. And But, you know, it, yeah, just because you put on a, ja- a certain jacket and you went through one boot camp, are you now a hero? I don't know. I'm not a fucking hero, and that's why I can critique. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not critiquing uh, down. I'm critiquing up. Yeah, but. I, I would. I would tend to say n- no. I would say yeah. that th- no. I think you have to do something beyond that for most jobs. I mean, and, and it, money. The money thing's weird to me too, right? Like, not that they get paid a ton, but they get paid decent. They do okay, and part of it, uh, you were. It's a job. At, yeah, you were hitting at it before. Like, it's a steady job. It and it's yeah. a steady job that that people. Some people find themselves willing to do. Yeah. You know, first responder. Some people, it's what they're about. You know, yeah, it's yeah. like that's their whole. True. They always wanted to do that. It's something that they, yeah. they feel very strongly about. Other people, it, it, like anything, like anything, there's always going to be a normal distribution of the people who are the highest performers and the most yeah. motivated and the people who are the lowest performers and yeah. the least motivated. And then there are the people in the middle who, can perform well without being very yeah. well motivated. A lot of it's like family stuff too, I feel like. Uh, any job, right? Dad was an electrician. I'm an electrician. My son's probably going to be an electrician. But uh, for sure, and like the firefighting police military seems to be a very... Yeah, yeah. It's it, it's kind of an obvious thing. You know, the um, the other podcast that I, that I did um, 
like 10 episodes of less than obvious was largely about um, talking about the decisions that people made that were different than what the, the obvious thing in front of them in terms of, particularly yeah. in terms of jobs or a big choice that yeah like yeah. made you go one way yeah I, I'm really interested in stuff like that too because like any difficult thing you go through in life everyone tells you to like flow with it or trust the process or what come is supposed to come yeah and like I have no faith, I don't think. I don't I don't like not like pure destiny, mm-hmm. but like people find hope in chaos mm-hmm. or create their own hope. And I just can't. Like I'm just so stuck in the mindset that we're just accumulation of choices. And some choices are harder than other based on habits and needs and comfortability, but like one choice can reverse everything and one choice can reverse everything again. Yeah. You can go three sixty or one eighty in one choice. Right now, I, I could write a resignation to you that I'm done with this company, and then my whole life flips upside down. Yeah, like you know what I mean. And that's is that destiny? Is no, that, no. <laughs> you know what I mean. Like, uh, no, is what's supposed to come supposed to come? Yeah, but people always say shit like that, and I guess, like you said, some people just always want to be a cop, and they know they're going to be police their whole mm-hmm. life. So, like, is that a hard choice? Is that you know the money's okay? You know your dad did it. You want to do it. It's just what you know. And then is it heroic? to do that because it's what you truly want to do forever. Like that's, you know, I think you still have to perform heroic acts. I think. Yeah. To me, that's how yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know what I, I'm just bringing up questions cause it all kind of blows my mind. Yeah. Um, and in some circumstance, what if you've been a police officer for 30 years and there's not been any like chaos around you? Maybe it's oh, yeah. in you that you're fucking Hercules and you're supposed to be a hero, but like you're just doing routine ass stops all the time. Yeah. You're not taking a bullet for someone. You're not doing this, chasing a guy down or whatever. You know what I mean? I think Does that, that mean that you're not a hero then? I think that the heroic thing, um, when you look at first responders, look at medical people, whatever, I think that the heroic thing is when you see a lot of terrible things and and it's difficult to not have it change you, Yeah, but you're still able to perform at a... At a acceptable level or a high level yeah like and, and i think that the exception is those people who are able to perform at a high level over over time i think over time like you said is a big thing and a big thing for me too like again to my reference of like 10 being fucking superman and zero being a piece of shit human like if everyone was just a six or seven mm-hmm. every day for 50 years 60 years 70 years we'd probably have a better society than if everybody's a three or four selfish asshole and does one cool thing Every yeah. five years. Yeah, and when it, going back to Band of Brothers, like when you want to have people around you who are, are putting their best forward all the time. Yeah. You know, yeah, everything down for the cause. Everything else is, it, it's it's hard work when you have to motivate people. You know, yeah. it makes it yeah. considerably more difficult. Well, you can't really, like, and especially in instances like this, that is like maybe life or death or like a serious ass thing. You can't motivate someone to do something crazy. No, typically. Well, you know what I mean? I think you can. I think uh, you can indoctrinate somebody into doing something crazy. Maybe, maybe. For sure. But a lot of it, too, is just There's so, There's a yeah. lot of it going on right now. Sure. But, like, uh, I guess, yeah, like, in that moment, I still think, yeah, maybe maybe years of training or indoctrination, yeah. uh, something crazy, you, you would do something. But I don't know. But then is are then you a hero just because some dude's mind-blasted me for 20 years? And so I know there's a grenade, I'm going to jump on it? Yeah. Is that me being a hero? I don't know. Like uh, I, I don't know. I, I don't know enough about the psychology, but it does interest me. Because then, like, yeah, does does instinct fight or flight go? And so, regardless of training of twenty years or not, if I'm a, if I'm not a hero, I'm bouncing. And if I am a hero, I'm, I'm taking that grenade in the gut. Well, it's funny that you should say that because uh, I was thinking about the, actually the very beginning of uh, Bander Brothers. They talk about 
how, uh, like one guy talks about how there were X number of 4F people in his town, like three, I think, who could not, uh, couldn't join. And, couldn't get like drafted? And couldn't get drafted because they were, they had some some sort of physical thing that kept them from, from being able to perform. And they uh, uh, committed suicide because they couldn't, they felt worthless because they couldn't contribute. Gu- yeah, guilty. Yeah. Just, what a different world, huh? Yeah. And like I, just talking about like patriotism? Yeah. Like imagine nowadays. Yeah, That'll happen, but it'll way happen, rarely. But not, not I, I think, as much as it did yeah. then. And um, it makes me think of Captain America. Yeah, that's what the grenade thing makes yeah, me think of, Yeah, because like he, he tried so yeah. hard to, to uh, this is obviously not a real person, yeah, yeah. but but probably reflective of some guys who were sure. trying very hard you know, to get past their physical yeah. limitations to, to join yeah. up because they felt so strongly about the cause. Right. A lot of people felt that way after, after 9-11, 20 yeah. years ago, and it, and it lingered you yeah. know, for, for, for a long time. Yeah, yeah a lot of kids my age. And yeah. 9-11 happened when I was in eighth grade. Yeah, so exactly. still like four, five, six years before they could even enroll. Exactly. But, but some of that fire was still there. And and the one of the deciding factors that Steve Rogers became right. Captain America was that he jumped on a that he actually had the heart. Yeah. Well, and obviously Marvel and stuff like shows the epitome of that and they're, they're like story writers that do their research on probably philosophy and psychology and things like that, like what a hero is. Mm-hmm. And yeah, they cap the first Captain America, they show all that. Right. Right? Like it's repeated. Yeah, my like, favorite hero in in all of 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 Marvel, Captain America. Yeah, he's good. And, and, and you know, the only issue, like in terms of like what I enjoy as a consumer, is that they they make them perfect, right? Yeah, until until Civil War. Yeah, but even then, like like they're not he, perfect, but you can see both sides of the argument. Yeah, that's like yeah, they make it a, a kind of a real argument there, rather than like a Iron Man bad, Captain America good. I think that the Iron Man argument, though, is is less believable because it's not set up very well. Uh, maybe. I, I, I'm on Team Iron Man. It's like, you just have to believe that he has so much PTSD from, from yeah. what he saw. Yeah. You know. That he wants he, to go solo and yeah, free. Yeah. That's... But then you could argue the opposite, right? Because Captain America's been in the military his whole life. He's okay with the U.S. controlling the Avengers. Probably. That the yeah. indoctrination or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. that he has more trust in the government than Tony does. Yeah, which but, is all like super realistic to me. But actually. that's not the side he was on, though. Remember, he he. Oh, he, Tony wanted to go with the military. No. Yeah. Oh, I don't remember. Yeah. No. It was, oh, I thought it was opposite. No. No. Once the the Hydra thing raised its ugly head, um, yeah, Captain America was like, no, we can't, oh, we no. can't be down with those kinds of restrictions. Remember, there was like the heroes, you know, act or whatever it was. I that, do. They were supposed to constrain the the Avengers to. Yeah, yeah. I don't know why I had them flipped in my head. Yeah. I don't know either. Yeah. That's a good question. I, I mean, everybody loves Tony Stark because he's got that yeah. Carrie Fisher quality. He's yeah. like, oh, fuck you, and yeah, fuck so, you, and, and fuck so you too. And he's so charismatic. Yeah, that's a great yeah. character. Yeah. So uh, trying to do a little bit of um, half-assed science yeah. uh, here. Picked up this article on Psychology Today talking about uh, the function of heroes. So uh, they identify five particular things. One of them is, the first one is that heroes produce a recently identified emotion called elevation. Recent research suggests that heroes and heroic action may evoke a unique emotional response 
which uh, this guy at NYU has called elevation. He borrowed the term from Thomas Jefferson, who used the phrase moral elevation to describe the euphoric feeling one gets when reading great literature. Hmm. So like that, I think about that as being like an, the, the actually, that's where the inspiration is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, when you see somebody- Who you want to be or emulate. Yeah, or, exactly. Interesting. Uh, number two, he- heroes heal our psychic wounds. And I think that, I guess if you're, I'm not going to read this one because I, I can guess what the, what's up here. Yeah. When you see qualities within another person, right. uh, another character, and they have overcome somehow, you know? Yeah. They, they, yeah, the fear or- uh, Circumstance yeah, or, yeah, you yeah. know, whatever. A drawback. Right. You know, resilience, strength, whatever. Yeah, yeah. We we look for that. We still do, right? Like even look at like uh, how the Olympics uh, portrays our athletes. Right. It's not about um, who wins the race. It's about that they were raised in the slums with one parent and drugs, and they went to juvenile hall and they got out of juvenile hall and set themselves straight with all these drawbacks and found track and field. Or or you look at the Paralympics. Yeah. Like it's it's all those people. Yeah. yeah. All those people have overcome. True. You know, something. True. Um, number three was heroes nourish our connections to other people. And that has to do with storytelling. Uh, storytelling is a community building activity for early humans. Just the act of gathering around communal fires to hear, hear stories, establish social connections with others. And, you know, a lot of, a lot of hero stories come out of folklore. Yeah. I feel like a lot of, obviously a lot of pop culture in general comes out of America now, but I feel like a lot of this ties into like the lack of community in America in general. Yeah. You know, like how many, I, I don't know because other countries maybe don't uh, quantify or, 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 or do the same things we do with like mental health. Not like ours is amazing or anything or no. well, well um, looked at by society still, no. but um, our mental health is off the Richter's right. Like everyone's fucked. And uh, I wonder if purely that is because we don't have communities. I think that's probably true. Like, obviously, the the whole family thing. I heard it's actually getting better. I don't know where I read that stat, but just, like, family units are getting better. More people are kind of doing dinner together, kind of deal, whatever, whatever. Um, But the community beyond that is fucked. You go to a school with 20,000 people in high school or college, like, that's not a community. No, and I think that, too, we've we've reached a point where there's – you know, this ideological tribalism and it's difficult to have community with people that you, you fundamentally disagree with about things that are super important to you yeah, Yeah. or have been, you've been told should be super important to you. I don't know. How wild is that? Our, our identities are born into our, or molded into our thoughts that are blue and red. And then our communities are half of the nation. Yeah. Right. Rather than my community is, how about my neighbor? So when shit goes down, we actually have each other's back. Yeah. Like what, what, the Republicans aren't showing up when uh, there's a hacker with an axe outside my community. Yeah. But me and my neighbor could fight that dude off. Yeah. But it's not like the Republican convention or Democratic convention is going to come and save my ass. Yet that's who I stamp my name on. Yeah. And that's one of the craziest things about about life and the human condition. Because there are people that I think of as being... Basically, trash people. Like I know, I know the things that they that they've done. Sure. And this isn't political. It's just, and and they're also not theoretical. But they're people that I've had like real moments of 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 community with. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, and some of that is uh, those people are able to be more charismatic. Sure. And so they appeal to people on that kind of base level. But uh, but also, you know, 
it's possible to share things with people who are and and do the right thing with somebody who is a shit person. Yeah, no, no one's a hundred percent shit. No. There's all even on the bell curve of like sociopaths and stuff. There's st- they still gotta have like one percent okay in them. Yeah, or make one percent decisions that aren't evil. Yeah, you know. Yeah, and I, again, this is not a political conversation. This is this is just like knowing what people are like. And, yeah, and I just brought that up because of community. And, and yeah. you're right, like community, all, because of the internet, our communities are fake and big. Rather yeah. than our real community that could actually probably help our mental health. Yeah. Actually feeling it. Because you don't feel it. Republican Party don't care about you besides your vote and your money. The Democratic <laughs> Party, same thing. I'm not choosing a side. Like, th- those parties don't care, right? But your neighbor might. Yeah. <laughs> your neighbor might if you bake them a pie and you have them over for dinner and whatever, whatever. Yeah. I think that, um, I don't know, I'm, I'm going to go to baseball for just a second here. But like, I've been I've been paying a lot of attention to my, my San Francisco Giants this year because they've been just crushing it. But part of it is they have taken a different approach. And they're they're very um, within the course of a season very interested in the individual, and I think that even when they decide they can't use someone anymore, they're not saying it's because you suck no. or because you're a terrible person or we don't want you around. You're or just not in this pie right you now. Just this piece, yeah. It's just like hey, you have you have great skills that don't fit what we're looking for no. right now, but like you know, and. And the way that they have called players up and and sent them down is different than what I've seen before. And it really comes down to communicating that you value another person. Yeah, and that that goes a long way in culture and teamwork. And and again, it's easy to have a common enemy and then your contract's up and all you're worried about is your stats. Right. But if you kind of build that culture of family, maybe you'll sacrifice a little bit. Yeah. For sure, yeah. That's the, that's how you get a hometown discount yeah. out of a yeah. out of a free agent is by showing them yeah. that you have community and opposite, with them. That's how you get a player loyalty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. Uh, number four uh, is heroes show us how to transform our lives, and this is back to Joseph Campbell. Uh, Joseph Campbell believed that heroes undergo a personal transformation during their hero journeys. In every hero story, the hero starts out missing an important quality, usually self-confidence, that's all of us, humility or a sense that uh, of his or her true purpose in life. To succeed, the hero must recover or discover this quality. Every hero story tells us of a journey toward a vast personal transformation. And I think that's true. That's where you like you look at yourself and say, well, I'm not who I want to be. How do I get there? Yeah. And like every every physical transformation story that that everybody gets hooked on like someone someone so lost 100 pounds or 150 pounds or yeah. 50 pounds or 20 pounds or 300 pounds or whatever all all of us are immediately hooked by those because we know it was hard yeah i do wonder though because so many people some of that like feeling or thought is so fleeting for so many like to actually be introspective and look at yourself and say like well i can or i can't do this or how do i get better at this I think a lot of people convince themselves that they can't do something. Yeah, and just that throw they it out. Do. I yeah. think a lot of people convince themselves that they can do things that don't really. Yeah, or may, yeah, maybe the opposite of what you said. Some people are like, "Oh, I could do that if I wanted," but I yeah, want ice cream tonight. Yeah, well, people don't think about the work. Yeah, yeah, and, and, and that's, yeah, it's easy. It's easy until you have to do it. For, yeah, forever. Yeah, dieting's easy until you do it forever. Working out's it's easy to go to the gym once. Yeah, yeah. working out's not hard. Working yeah. out forever's hard. Yeah, being healthy forever is hard. Right. Yeah, working out once isn't that hard. Yeah, when you want to say fuck it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's hard. Uh, number five is heroes turn us into heroes ourselves, and I think that that uh, that's another piece of that inspiration. You know, like, yeah. well, here's here's a person that did a thing. They did the right thing. Now, did they do the right thing every time? No. Yeah. Probably not. They did the right thing in this circumstance that we know about. 
and it, yeah. we, it inspires us and we think maybe we can do the right thing at the right time. Yeah, it is funny because like with athletes, like that's just such a common thing. Like, oh, I grew up watching so-and-so and so I chose his number now. Like there's guys in the NBA now, there's like pictures and they, they were with Kobe when they were like 12 and then they wear mm-hmm. Kobe's number now and they're in the NBA. Like they were so driven by that. Yeah. I've just never been so driven by one individual, I don't think. No, I, I, I feel you on that point. I don't know. Um, and maybe it's fake. Maybe it's a story, right? Because once you build your shit up, you need a story to tell. Like, So maybe maybe not fake, but you know what I mean? Maybe it's A little embellished. bit re- revisionist. Yeah. yeah, maybe they were kind of a Kobe fan, and then they just choose him as his guy or whatever the fuck. I don't know. Yeah, I think that... Um, I don't know. I, I, I think that it's... That a lot of people don't know where to look for inspiration yeah and it's hard because and then once you grow old or like an adult even teenage you i think you can see like that person's got so many flaws do i actually want to be like that dude our our podcast uh probably a year and a half ago two years now about um gamers yeah and like clutch players i feel like a lot of that you mix a gamer with someone with really good morals and a little bit of selflessness mm-hmm. and then maybe you have a real hero yeah no, I, 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 I agree. And I, even our psychologist friend kind of said that, like, some of that is just uh, maybe not generic, but it, or, uh, genetic, but like in you. Some yeah, of it's just who, in you. Who you are. Yeah, you can kind of train to be a little bit more clutch under pressure. But yeah. Some of it's just, yeah, in you. But some of it, yeah. Well, a lot of it is physiological. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. It's like, what is your heart rate? Yeah, the fight or flight. Yeah. I haven't been in a, like a ton of real fight or flights. I'm also just on like conflict. Well, there's yeah, that's yeah. that's both of us. Yeah, actually, I, I, I would love conflict. I just don't trust myself to have the the um, the restraint sometimes in conflict. Yeah. So I so I avoid conflict for fear of what I might say or do. Yeah, I haven't been around crazy ones. A couple fights or something, I try to break them up, but nothing like it's not regular. I don't go out regular. I don't do you know. Yeah, I don't put myself in those situations. Well, and I'm not saying that in terms of fighting. I'm thinking, yeah, just life or life. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm not. A, I'm not a fighter. Yeah, that's that's for sure. Life. Yeah, that's another thing too, right? Like heroism often comes down to like a physical thing. Yeah, at least when you first think of it. Yeah, I, I don't think it is. I think a lot of heroics are actually not that. Right, scientists or doctors yeah. or, or some people doing some crazy shit when they need to, but a lot of it in our brain um, because it's like more romanticized. It's more exciting when you're pulling a baby out of a burning car mm-hmm. than if you're donating your liver to a baby or whatever the fuck. Right. <laughs> and I mean, a lot of people hero worship bodybuilders because yeah. of, you know, they're huge and what they're How accomplished wild, or whatever. See, that stuff never connected with me. I mean, I lifted weights because I played sports and I wanted to be good at sports. Like yeah. never once has that ever connected to my brain. Yeah. Like, wow, that person. I know it's hard work. I don't want to, I don't care. <laughs> I don't, I don't want to look like that. And I don't think, I don't think, yeah, I don't know. I, I just everyone's just a piece of shit. I just want someone to be a good human, you know. And was, then even still, I probably won't be your fan. I was uh, driving to Home Depot today on the way here um, to pick up that light that's halfway installed on the. I've been working in the back room a lot here in the last few weeks. Uh, our, anyway, our sauna. Anyway, there. Um, uh, yeah, we have free sauna, yeah. except you can't come in. Uh, there was a, a a guy opening the smog places by Home Depot. He was enormous, just a big bodybuilder, and and like the whole ego thing around that, I don't understand. Uh, yeah, I mean, the, the, yeah, the, I don't know. I, I think the need to be that large. I think everyone does something because you're right. I think everyone's self conscious at some point or, or has some self esteem stuff, and everyone tries to fill it doing something. Like I try to do it, fill it probably trying to make people laugh and like me. 
Yeah. Or entertain and like me, right? Like even in a small group, I'm trying to make someone laugh or someone like me and that guy decided to get larger than life to make him like him. And, and someone else went to go and got three PhDs to, to show the world that they're worthy. Yeah. You know what I mean? That, oh, no, you should value me. I'm fucking, I went to Stanford or whatever, you know? Like everyone kind of just finds their route that fills whatever gap they have in their fucking esteem. Yeah. I, I would agree with that. So um, over the next couple of weeks, um, we wanna, we're going to talk to um, we're gonna talk about a couple of um, people and talk to, talk to one of them hopefully. Um, one who is in my mind like a completely legit hero and somebody that I um, somebody that I know very well, and I sort of lived through some of his heroism, and then um, more more recently than that or more. Uh, closer to that that time period, closer to now, I guess what I'm trying to say, we're going to talk about a couple of people who a lot of people looked up to as heroes yeah, for their accomplishments in their relative sports. Yeah, athletics. And it, it is weird when you think about it, at least when I think about it. And uh, they uh, turned out to be very different than everybody thought. Well, the truth is, too, even with social media, you don't really know how hard someone's working. No. And I think you can get pretty close to the top, if not the top, on pure genetics. And I've said that over a lot, a lot of pure time. That yeah. Ruffles feathers, too. That, that hard work doesn't beat talent. Yeah. Because if you're hypothetical, it's all hypothetical, right? Because you can't measure work and you can't measure talent necessarily. But say we could. Yeah. The most talented person is always going to win. Yeah. <laughs> that's just, that's yeah. just, they win. Yeah. And so, like, to, because if we were all given the exact same athletic ability at birth, then I would probably find more heroes in sports. Because I knew the effort it took to get there. Okay. Because they, they started the same base as I did. Ah, I see what you're saying. Yeah, that's a fair point. Right? That's a like, fair we point. don't know uh, uh, Caitlyn Jenner worked that hard for a no. while. Uh, yeah, I don't I mean- You don't know. I don't know. Yeah, no one knows. Even their trainer could say like, oh yeah, Caitlyn Jenner's a really hard worker. Compared to what? Compared to who? Yeah. There's probably somebody that trained harder and didn't even get close to the Olympics. Yeah, that's I'm sure that's probably true. You know what I mean? Yeah. How do that, you know? How do you that, measure that? And so that hard work again, so my point is like the 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 overcoming of something crazy is working your fucking dick off for a decade just to go to the Olympics. Uh-huh. Like the sacrifice there. And then having the presence of mind to be able to perform under those circumstances. Right. That's, That's semi heroic. But if if you're just a talented ass motherfucker, yeah. you, you got what I don't got. And congrats, you won a gold, and I'm fucking. You're talking to a microphone. Yeah, that's just how it goes. Yeah, yeah. It's harder. It's harder. I guess that's the whole thing of me never having a hero in sports. There's people mm-hmm. I want to emulate, or I'd learn from, or I'd like to watch a lot, or highly entertaining, but not like hero. Um, before we put a cap on this one, I just want to encourage people who who have or um are willing to do like a uh, uh the intro cheap offer on stars to watch heels. Uh, featuring the wrestling coordination of our friend Luke Cox. And occasionally, uh, I think he's in one episode that you actually can identify him. And his son Sam. is his son PJ is in a, a bunch. It's Stephen Amell, who was in uh, Arrow as sort of the lead character. It's about a small wrestling um, promotion in yeah. Georgia. It. Uh, sounds like it's like Luke's life. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Except he's in in, yeah. in Louisiana, and uh, it the executive producer was the executive producer of Loki. 
Huh. And the guy who wrote the script for the new Doctor Strange movie that they're about to start yeah. shooting. Uh, I'm not saying that it's Loki, and I'm also not saying it's Doctor Strange. But for There's some a, parts. Yeah, for a family drama, it, it, so far, I've enjoyed it a lot. And I have read some reviews of um, uh, TV writers who said that it just gets deeper and better as it goes along. Because it takes a, a little, takes yeah. a little bit to establish the characters. Uh, and the way that they interact with each other as as they go forward is uh, um, uh, particularly affecting, I guess. So anyway, uh, uh, I know Luke uh, was uh, displaced uh, due to the Hurricane Ida, and uh, shout out to him. He's a good dude, and hopefully uh, things will calm down for him. But definitely check out the show that he's on. It's uh, completely worth it. Ladies and gentlemen. New episode every single Wednesday when we can make it. Appreciate you riding along with us. Uh, 3SB.co for all your clothing and gym stuff. And I'm Sal Mike, wherever you want to find me. I am at the Jim McDean, all the social media. Follow the show places, 50% facts, where percent is a word and 50 is just numbers. And uh, we'll catch you one day next week, probably Wednesday. Looking like it. Later.